Welcome to Hair Uncut. I'm your host, Kelly Gorsuch. This is a podcast dedicated to looking at the hair trade from a top flight perspective. Follow along while we explore it through open and honest discussion. Hey guys, welcome back. Man, I am excited to be here. Um, just been a fucking wonderful week. I, I'm loving, like my garden is on fire, on fire. All the all the azaleas are popping. I'm just super stoked. One of my favorite times of year. Um, the weather's hitting. I'm golfing like four days a week. It's fucking, this is the life. This is the life. Pandemic's almost over. I got my first shot. I'm so fucking stoked to have my first shot. Not that I care at all. I don't. I don't. I'm not scared of this stupid virus. I've never been scared of this stupid virus. What I really just, I, I just really, um, I got the, I got the shot, and I'm just being honest with you because I don't want to be shamed. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, just don't want the shaming. So, uh, it is what it is. I'm gonna get both faxes. I'm gonna get both. I've got my first one. I gotta, I gotta schedule my second one today. Um, but I'm super stoked to not have to think about this thing anymore. Even though it'll probably last like four months maybe six months and then I'll get, I'll get a new strain of this sucker anyway, but it is what it is. I'm going to live by y'all's rules because I don't want to get shamed. (laughs) So, but let's get on, let's get on to, I can talk about this all day and I'm sure to get canceled. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about something that I, you know, this has just been on my mind a lot lately, right? Because, uh, over the years, you know, I don't know how much you guys know about me or what, but like over the years, I basically at one point um, pre-pandemic was sitting at about a hundred employees, um, and I had six, uh, six salon- or four barbershops and two salons, two mega salons too. They're you know big suckers, and you know it's just a, uh, it was a lot of stress, and and you know, and I, I love the people, um, even though they don't always love you. Right. But like, that's okay. It's part of the, it's part of the gig. Anytime you're the authority figure, you have to just like be okay. Um, that everybody, you know, they get lost, they get lost in the fact that like, you got to make decisions for the whole crew. Right. It's like, it'd be silly to like make a decision for like a, for like a battleship for like four people sitting in our life raft, right? Like it just, it just doesn't make sense. So, you know, that's something that you have to deal with and you have to learn to live with and, and be okay with. And, um, even though it's really difficult, um, I it's easier said than done to like put yourself out there and then have to live with like the constant criticism. Um, but it's okay if you're just doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it for the, for the crew overall. Right. And, it, and you know, and it, the problem is too, is like, as you age, people stop seeing that they, they don't, they don't know. They didn't, they don't remember you 20 years ago when you were struggling and that you built salons because you didn't want the owner stealing from you, which was so common at the time. Right. Like they don't understand that. Um, so, you know, I'm going through this whole process over the last year of trying to figure out one, how many, how big I want to get this thing again. Um, likely I'll stop at a 49 employees. I think the healthcare bill kind of like, uh, if the pandemic taught you anything, right? Like you can't be, you can't be spending 20 plus thousand dollars a month on healthcare and, and, uh, and you survive something when you can't work for two, three months. Right. So it, it just is what it is. And, uh, 
you know, 49 employees ain't so bad. And our industry, you know, the problem with our industry is if you're the only one paying healthcare, you're competing a bunch against a bunch of salons that are paying percentages that are higher than yours, right? Because you can't pay that percent and make money. It's just not possible. So, you know, when you, you know, so if you're out there listening to you and you're getting healthcare from your boss, man, go thank him. Go thank her. Go thank whoever, right? Like whoever owns it, go thank them, right? It, I think it's, um, I think it's like fucking important that we learn how to like uh, be appreciative of stuff that people give you and realize that if they're giving you anything, they didn't have to, right? So learning how to accept it. I know for me, like uh, over the last few years, I really started to, um, I, I've never been great with taking compliments and I've been working on that with myself. So I'm always constantly working constantly working on me like I don't like take I always make a bet a dumbass joke or something (laughs) and then then it's like fucking awkward right like I'm just so awkward but uh, you know over the now I'm just like thank you and I just move on you know and I was always so good with that with tips right like someone will walk up and give me a tip and I'd just be like thank you it's really appreciated I wouldn't look at it I'd just stick it right in my pocket but I'd look them in the eye and I'd just be like you know I'm very heartfelt like I don't even give a fuck what the amount was if you took five seconds to hand me cash that I didn't have five seconds ago I appreciate this shit out of you, right? Because what people don't understand is like, they're like, oh, they only gave you, they only give me $5 and they're out back there complaining. And like, they just paid you $200 for a haircut. And it's like, maybe they couldn't afford it, right? Like maybe they saved up for two weeks, right? And just to pay your prices, just be thankful they paid your price, right? And that's how I look at it. And, you know, and, and I'm never going to turn down a tip. I think that's, We'll just talk about that for a second. Turning down tips is fucking stupid, right? This whole thing, like, I've, if I have to hear this or read this on the internet again, I'm going to, like, go nuts about how we shouldn't tip and you shouldn't whatever. And, like, I'm, why, why is it that the owners are always trying to take all the money from the stylist? That's, at the end of the day, that's what's going on. You're just basically trying to take the money from the stylist, right? Because look, if, you, if you're just adding the tip money into the price of the haircut, which is really the whole game, right? Okay, so what did you do? You just took, you just took the money, put it into the thing that you're now chopping up and getting a cut out of, right? Like you guys have to be smarter than that. You have to like go, oh, why do you want that, right? If you're so, if you're so basically emphasizing the shit out of something, you have to go, but 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 why? But why? Answer me why. Why do you want it so bad? And don't tell me it's something like bullshit. Like doctors don't tip. Well, no shit. You don't tip your doctor. He also charges like fucking six thousand dollars for a fucking hospital visit, right? Like, of course you don't tip your fucking doctor. But we're also not doctors. I went to hair school for fucking nine months or eleven months, whatever the hell it was, right? So. I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to I didn't go to college for four years. I didn't do three years of medical school. I didn't then get out and do a residency and all that shit that comes with that. Right. Like I, I didn't do 10 to 15 years of school to get out and do transplant surgery. Right. Like that's OK. I'm not a doctor. It's OK. Right. Like what what really really crawls under my skin here. What really grinds my gears is my, one of my buddies says is you know, like, just be okay with it being the service and we're blue collar workers. It's okay. It's an honorable fucking trade. I didn't have to lie to anybody. I didn't have to steal to anybody. 
I love the trade. I can get really good at my trade. It's an honorable trade. It's really difficult. It's really difficult to like deal with people. It's really difficult to stand on your feet all day. It's really difficult to learn how to cut hair. It's really difficult to learn how to do chemistry of hair, right? It's really difficult to learn how to get along with others. It's really difficult to learn how to navigate this career. Dude, it's okay. It's okay. We're blue collar trade. It's okay. We're not a craft. We're not a fucking hobby. We're just blue collar. We make stuff for people and they pay us for it. That is okay. We don't have white collar education. In fact, a lot of people in this industry do have it, but you don't need it, right? You, I don't, I'm a firm believer you don't even need to go to hair school to, like, to do this game, right? This is a simple business. Let it be simple, right? If you're, if you're a hairdresser, just go to work. Just show up. That's all you got to do. You don't ha- There's nothing more to it. You get skilled up, and then you show up to work. The job happens when you get there right? The one thing that's crazy about this industry is I don't have to think about it, right? I don't, I'm a cutter or whatever. I don't have to think about it. I cut hair till seven, eight o'clock at night and then I'm off. I don't think about hair until the second the next guest sits in my chair. Like that's how amazing is that? And then we can make whatever you want to make in this industry, right? The industry is wide open. You can make as much or as little as you make. If you're not making money in this street, in this industry, that's okay. That's your choice. That's okay. You don't have to make money in it, right? But if you want to make money in it and you're not making any money in it, that's your fault, right? And vice versa, right? It's like if you're making a bunch of money in it, that's your fault too. You did something right, right? Like blame yourself and pat yourself on the back all at the same time, right? It's like so crazy. And get in environments where you're around other people. You can't be successful. Look, here's the deal. And I'm like super on this capitalism thing right now because uh, people are just insane, right? You can't make money if you think that making money is evil, right? If you think it's evil, then you can't make money, right? And because the problem here is you can't hang around with people that make money, right? And and that's the key. You're you're basically, yeah, I don't know how many celebrities and business um like superstars you have to hear this from, but like you're basically like the sum of like the five or six friends you hang out with, right? And like you're like the average of that, right? So if you're hanging out with a bunch of people that like don't want to make money or think it's evil in some way to like to to learn a, a trade, to like get amazing at a trade and then charge, have the balls to charge somebody for getting amazing at your trade, right? Like, that is so fucking absurd. If somebody ever says that to you, just take five seconds to look at them and mock them. <laughs> like, it's so it's so absurd. It's so absurd. Like, it's okay to get good at your craft or trade. I hate that word. If It's amazing to get good at your trade, right? And then get money for it. Like, that's what the whole thing is for. If you're better at something, you should make more money at it at it than the next person. If you're amazing at talking to people, you're going to make money at, at hairdressing. You could be mediocre. You know, like I'm, I would say my skills are great, right? Like 
am I always the best person in the world? Like with, with, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Like, but you know, like my sister is amazing. She, she does what I like refer to as hugs the guest, right? She hugs the guest. Like every single time someone sits in her chair, they're her best friend by the time she leaves it, by the time they leave the chair, right? You know, I don't always have that, right? Cause I'm, I'm really concentrated on what I'm doing and, and I, I want to get to know them, but I'm a little awkward when I first meet someone. Like, I, I, I'm kind of like, I'm just a mess. I'm nervous. I'm nervous to talk to people. Um, I've had it my whole life. Like, this podcast is is terrifying for me, right? Like, every time, I'm telling you, I can't go back. Like, I have to do a little editing. But, like, I can't go back and listen to myself four times because I'm like, I, I, it just scares me, right? I hate hearing myself. I hate hear, hearing myself talk. Like, I hate it. I'm I'm like riddled with imposter syndrome. I know I jump around a lot. Like I, I've got vicious ADHD. Um, you know, I just have like all these issues and like, you know, it's funny. It's like, um, I, I once heard Cindy Crawford talk about like every time she looks at herself in the mirror, she just sees all the blemishes. <laughs> right. And it's like, here, here's one of the most attractive people of all time. And like, she's pulling herself apart. So give yourself a little leeway, know that everyone does it. And like, I'm okay with it. I'm not a perfect beast. Um, it just is what it is, you know, but I'm on this thing. I'm on this thing. Um, getting back to the subject at hand. I'm on this thing about keeping it simple, right? Like my, the industry got shook. We had, we had done it to ourselves. We put all of this, like, I, I don't know. When I got into this industry, it was very, very simple. We showed up, we did hair, right? We just joked around a lot. The music was blaring. It was a big party. It was fucking awesome. And then all of a sudden there started to be a little cash in the industry. What happened when there was a little cash in the industry? Well, we started making policies. We started trying to become doctors. We started trying to, oh, we're going to have people wait in this waiting room. And then this, we're going to do this thing. And one policy after another until you're like riddled to policy death, like you're a big corporation like Amazon. You're just a like small little village of people and a little tribe of people. You don't need a billion policies, right? It's really simple. This is how you live your life. You wake up in the morning and you try to, you try to be as honest as possible and as nice as possible and live a life that's like honorable, right? Get a little better at your trade every day. Get a little better at your relationships every day, right? I mean, it happens a little bit anyway with age, right? Once you get out of your 20s, you should, you, you, st- you start treating people a little better, right? And like, it just, the whole thing becomes less about you, right? Like that's what kids do to you. You know, they start to make you think, oh yeah, the the world isn't just about, about you. Or at least that's what it did for me. Like it was the first time in my life where I was like, oh, this is unconditional love. Oh, this is like, you know, it's maybe the world's not just revolving around me. You know, I used to have these thoughts when I was like a teenager where like, you know, uh, if, if I wasn't around, does the world really happen? Is it really happening? And like, now I'm like, yeah, it's fucking happening for sure. Right? Like when I'm dead, like no one's going to remember you. No one's going to give a fuck about you. Right? Like that's one of the beautiful things about like the uh, philosophy of, um, of like, uh, like the old philosophers, right? Like the Stoics, right? Like almost all of it revolves around the fact that you will die. Right? Uh, one, it's just like, there's something like, 
you know, morbid about that, of course, but there's something that's like, yeah, of course I'm going to die, right? Yeah, I'm going to die. So why don't I live the fuck out of life in the meantime, right? Like, I, I, that's just such a beautiful thing to me. So I'm, I'm back on this thing where I'm like, let's keep salon simple. Let's go back. Let's get back to the seventies. Let's get back to the eighties. Let's make our fucking hair big and teased out and like fucking shattered to death and like over texturized. Let's get back to having a ball in the salon, right? I came into the salon floor and it was like the end of like that era, right? And I'm just happy to have been in it because it was fucking fun, right? Like we all laughed and joked. We drank after work. Like we partied a little bit. It was fun. We let it be fun. And then somehow it got so, it got, we got sidetracked by how much money it, it bring in. And then we started to wrap the whole industry around that idea of making money and, and policy in it to death. Like, let's just, it's a policy for everything. The problem with policies are we're a bunch of fucking artists, right? Like, we're all artists. Over a given year, even myself, will get, I will do something once a year that I should fire myself for, right? Every single employee in the salon, you can't have policy books. Because we will, like, literally, you'd have to fire everybody in a hair salon, right? <laughs> so, like, the, the most absurd thing ever, right? Where just let yourself be artists. Let your people be artists, right? They're, like, they didn't get into this industry because they wanted to, like, sit at a desk all day. Like, we got into this industry because we, like, sometimes we're going to drink too much. Sometimes we're going to sleep too long. Sometimes we're going to just have sex until 7 in the morning and, like, fall asleep and then, like, forget it was Saturday, right? Like, that's okay. I'm not saying don't, I mean, you know, like, my previous podcast was decision-making. So, you're going to make good <laughs> good decisions. So, you can't do that that often. But you, are, like, people are going to do that once a year, right? My thing about all that is, like, just make it simple. Just go, you know what? We're here to get better every day, right? The salon needs to be simple, right? If you simplify it, it becomes easier to manage. It becomes easier to come in and do business. It becomes more fun. You stop turning it into a corporation, right? Like all of the beautiful stuff that that entails, right? Like you have to, you stop having to like do so much HR work where you're just like, yeah, it's okay. Like, right? Like, we all understand that there's a point, right? You know when you've breached the point. When, like, all of a sudden you've clearly fired yourself. Like, you, and you can't even come out of that, like, drain. Like, you're circling the drain so goddamn hard, right? And, like, you know you're trying to get fired, right? Because every time I fire somebody in my entire life, one, if you get fired from a salon, you did something wrong, okay? Because salons don't want to fire anybody, right? So like if I'm firing someone, I always come in the room and I I start with the same sentence. It's like, so you clearly don't want to work here, right? Because it's obvious, <laughs> right? So like it, you, you went out of your way to say to us, you don't want to work here anymore. And whether that's like, a t sometimes it's just, you've run its course. It's been three years, four years, five years. And you just want, you don't, you forgot what it was like to work at other salons. Right. And maybe that's the time where you, you need to do it. Right. It's like you need to go see that. So all salons are fucking work. They're all work. Hairdressing is hard. Getting along with people is difficult. Right. It's work. It's never going to be a time where you just walk into work and like people are going to pay you to sit there and do nothing. That's not going to happen. 
It, you got to get up and you got to get after it. It's work, right? I know I'm going to have to work until I'm dead. It's work. It's okay. So what I want to do in the meantime is just have fun with it. I want to keep my life simple. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to be thinking about policies. I don't want to be over policy. I don't want to hold people to one standard that I then have to hold to someone else to the same standard. I don't want to do that, right? Look, if if you call out once a week, right, and I got to hold you to a standard, right? Like we, you're like, okay, every time you you call out 15 times a year, like I gotta I gotta do this, or like if you forget to call out, I gotta do this, right? I'm not gonna hold you if you if let's say you called out once a week, right? You're you're the hairdresser that always talks about how hard you work, and then you call out once a week. And it's literally every time it's on Saturday. So you're calling out 30 days a year and, and every time it's on Saturday, right? And then my employee who like busts their ass day in and day out, never calls out, never does that to the guests, they just like oversleep one day, right? They just, And like, honestly, I don't even care what it is. They could have been like doing cocaine like all night long, like fell asleep like at at the time of work, right? And like just slept through, which I've, I'm saying this because I went to someone's apartment once because I thought they were like dead. Um, they just had like a cocaine binge. <laughs> and I literally banged on his door <laughs> to wake him up for like, no, no joke, I banged on his door for like a half an hour and um, and finally got him up and drug his ass to work. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it like, it's funny, right? Like, it's funny now. Uh, you know, was I upset at the time? Yeah, I was upset because like, you know, he was a he was like a brother to me and I like I thought he was dead. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the end of the day, am I going to am I going to fire that employee? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would I fire the guy that just slept in one time, didn't call, didn't didn't show up, whatever? It doesn't matter. Right. But a policy book wouldn't take that into account. Right. It's like if you're trying to get a loan from a bank. Right. And they they just treat you like you're like you're a number. They plug and play all the questions. And it's like, yeah, they don't know your work ethic. They don't know that you'll work seven days a week for six years to make sure you pay them back. They don't have any clue. What they need to know is, do you have collateral, right? They're going to plug in all these questions, right? Did you make this every year? Can you show it on paper? Do you have a house? Do you have a partner that makes money, right? Like they're going to ask you all of these things. And the the problem with our industry is the answer is often going to be no. It's really hard to get money from a bank in this industry, right? So you got to keep this thing simple and like make like get back to the old way of having fun with the industry. I can't stress that enough. I've gotten gotten back to that and I've also I've got I've got to this point where I'm like you you don't get to come in here and like ruin other people's jobs. You don't get to come in here and like energy jump energy dump on them in the back room, right? Like that's not cool anymore. It's not cool. I'm building a thing that I want to be fun for people for the rest of my life, right? Like you don't get to come in and ruin that for other people. There's nothing to be that upset about in hair salons, right? You show up to work, you literally get paid to bullshit with people all day long. That's fucking crazy. Let it be okay. Let it be enough. Stop overthinking the business. Let's get back to like caring about the trade, caring about each other. Like that's what the industry is. Keep it simple. Just do good hair. Really, really fun that way. It's really fun that way. And I, I think that like 
it, you, we would all be better people. We would have better salons. We would have better hairdressers, right? If, look, I get where it's all coming from. I get where it's, it's nerve wracking. And most of, most of us live with the imposter syn- syndrome for doing hair for 10 years, right? Because we don't really know what we're doing. You're just pretending to know, right? And that's okay. But like, it's okay to not know, but it's, it's absolutely not okay to not be on the path, right? So I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And, and then understand that like, you don't get to like make the environment complicated for others. Make it simple. Make, make everyone's life a little better when you come into the salon. Stop with all the heart, man, the Instagram, like, cool. Uh, everyone tells me like, you know, I think Instagram's ruined it wherever. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't even matter to me if Instagram's ruined the industry or not. Right. I know this in the last year I've started doing hair again and all I've got is skill. Like I'm terrible at Instagram. I don't like taking pictures of my clients and I'm getting busy. Right. My sister came down here from a, from a completely different area of of Virginia and she's gotten busy in, in like a single year or two. Right. Like it's crazy. You don't need Instagram. Yeah. Will it help? It's, it's free advertisement. It's guerrilla marketing. I'm all for it. Right. But it's not the end all and be all skill is the end all and be all right. Keep it simple. Just skill up. That's all you got to do. Keep it simple. Make salons fun again. Let's make salons fun again. Let's get that going. Let's get up. Let's be a good part of the industry. I'm a big fan of that. Keep it simple. Thanks. I'll uh, uh, hit me up. Hit me up. Tell me something you want me to talk about. Hit me up. You want to come on and chat? Like, uh, just hit me up. You know, like let's have, let's have some fun with this. Uh, and uh, let me know what you think. You know, I wish you guys all the best. <laughs> guys, thanks for listening in. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking the time to care about the industry. It, it matters more now than it ever has before. Please review this podcast if you're so inclined. And if you like the content and the information that we shared today, please take it, make it your own, distill it, skill up, and whatever you do, please take the time to pass it on to the next generation.